Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. All right, so there is this other one. He was a researcher and a chemist. These are all imaginary peoples that have come to life through the thought processes of human beings that wish to be what they've imagined. And God has given you and I the ability to do so. This one is so intense that somehow in his research, it got all mixed up of what was happening. And he began to have adverse reactions to these chemicals that got in his system. And trying to fix them, they made it worse. And somehow his temperament got involved in this. So that when he's intense, this one, this dude here, is the most intense of all. Thor is bad, but he's no match for this intense individual. That when injustice hits him, the music plays. He's got his own orchestra. It, 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 the music goes off because there, there, some, a statement is about to be made, not with words, but with action, and his eyes start to turn. And the intensity of his transformation, get this image in your view now, is so graphic, and it is so real, that it... It, it's, it, most people can't handle it. And he goes from zero to 90 and a half second because he's made to be intense. He turns from human to green. And the human language leaves him because he's become extraordinary and there's a growl and someone was faking God in his last war. I remember being so tickled as he pounded him and then asked him, where's your God now? As to say, I am. For today, your God. Uh, the intensity, and, and see this, I, I guess I got a certain amount of moments to preach to you that you can't be an average hero. Because then you're no hero at all. You're a failure. You either going to get this person out of this burning house or you're the reason they burned to death. Because you're, you're, you're called to a place where you can't say the fire was so intense I could not go in. 
pastor, I would see this person born again and spirit filled, but their life is too jacked up for me to touch. No, you just don't have hero qualities. Your intensity should show up and you should become so focused that a transformation away from the old you to who you are as the image of God in the new you should take over. Hulk was an average man, small in stature. When his transformation was complete, it was massive. Come on, somebody. And it was good to have him on your side. Because to have him not, his ability to take four to 500 pounds of mass muscle and leap, no one ever talks about it, but Superman didn't want none of all. Wait a minute, see you. Because Hulk was this fast. And no, don't, don't worry, I'm not going to preach comics. Or you're going to miss what I'm saying. There are, the reason the earth is waiting and groaning for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of the Almighty in the earth is because we are an assortment of extraordinary characters. The Holy Ghost says through Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, I use them all differently. I empower them differently. But they're all profitable to humanity. Somebody is supposed to stop the storm with their authority either by tongues or by the interpretation of it. Every gift that is within you through the person of the Holy Ghost has already made you extraordinary and left you with a transformation process that the world ought to watch you go through to become who you are at your best. When I'm broke, I'm about to transform. When something hits my body, I'm going to go through something to come out to who I am. There's something super, Lord Jesus, about me because I am filled with God. God is not ordinary. No, you, you can't hear me right now. God is not ordinary. When God walks, the scriptures teach us that the earth shakes. When God speaks, the waters are confused because it sounds like hell. He's as thunder and he's as roarings. God is massive. Did you hear what I said? God is massive. And then Jesus said, everything that him and I did together, I'm expecting you to do it with me and then greater. Something's got to happen in order for you to be like God. Didn't catch that. In order for you to be like the son of God who walked with God and who was God and who is God, 
Something has to happen within you for a transformation process for you to become the offspring. Hallelujah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm. Uh, Maybe I'd have shifted into my promotion already, and I'm, I, I, maybe I'm supposed to save this and, and wait. Or, or, or are you catching what I'm preaching to you? Uh, just, just writing it ain't going to do it. Just, just saying a few things ain't going to do it. You are going to have to take on today's challenge and walk through that thing without fear so that you can come out on the other side as the hero that you are. There's this other group. There. They were something. Christians introduced me to this group. They were made funny. They were born with irregularities in their systems and in their bodies. Kids talked about them, laughed at them. They didn't even know they were powerful until anguish showed them. No wine without the press. No oil without the press. And the press is the awkwardness you feel when you're different than everybody else and they laugh at you. They can't relate to you. And that hurts. That anguish asks for something out of you. When you press by faith according to the word and make it through, you come out on the other end with something super on your natural. And every time you see someone hurt from that same deal, what you came out with wants to come out of you again, this time to rescue. Amen. So these folks had an ability, one, they call a storm. She has the ability, man, when everything's getting crazy, to throw a storm up. That taught me that the devil's not the only one that makes it. You didn't catch that. You know, and, and, and so, you know, she, she could set it up and work it. Uh, there, there was one that, in another group, he became so flexible over all he encountered that you could stretch him. I'm working with this. You could stretch him as far as you wanted to stretch him. But like elastic, he was going to come back and he was going to do battle. And he had different angles and positions that he could do battle from. And, 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 and as a matter of fact, he could take his weakness of flexibility but tie you up with it. <laughs> each, each of these persons, one, and, and, and and, and, and their connection to a leader who is supposed to be so broken and maimed that his life is to be in a wheelchair. But I don't know. He's able to still dictate. 
victory from a seated, rested position. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure you're catching the hold of what God's trying to tell you tonight. You are where you are because you've been too afraid to step out into the new you. And many die because you can't rescue. And you need to change that tonight. Y'all looking at me like, oh Lord, what do I do? Well, go through. See, you're facing what you're supposed to face now. And, and, and God always shows up in your go through moment and ask you for what you can't do in order to bring you through. Let me get a verse. I, 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 I'm preaching my heart out right now. And, and I just don't know if... if it, go, go, go to 1 Samuel. I, I don't know if... Uh, let me speak by faith. You are catching this. And, and this is the night that's going to transform you. See, you were anointed already to be a king. You didn't catch that. Somebody here did up in the front row. You're already anointed, but you want the kingship without the trial. And it just doesn't work that way. Somebody say amen. Okay, First uh, Samuel 22, verse 1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Is there anybody in your life right now that already knows you're anointed? Because when you're first anointed, it isn't visible in the flesh. Remember, David receives his call and his anointing from Samuel receiving an assignment. Saul was so ridiculous as a king, that in less than a year, God was already setting up course to remake, to restart. That's a record. I, I'm watching something very similar happen in the earth now. Saul was so egotistical. Saul was so about himself. He was so disobedient, so rebellious. He thought he was all that because he was tall and good looking. So God says, I've had enough of that. Samuel goes to Jesse on the Lord's suggestion. Parents, get them ready. Quit thinking it's always going to be you that's going to be the superhero. It's just as good to be the parent of the superhero as it is to be the superhero. You, the, the, there's a point when God tells you your run is, is, is coming. It's over. You, you, you got to now make way for. And so Jesse had all these sons. You know, he was proud because the prophet showed up. That's a whole nother message. The prophet showed up and he knew that one of the responsibilities of the prophet was to appoint the next leader. We're experiencing what we're experiencing because when a false prophet appoints, you anticipate and expect, but you get nothing. 
one of the real prophet appoints. You can't see it because the Lord obscures it until it's time for the revealing of what was baked. So, you know, he brings all his sons out and Samuel almost makes the same mistake again. And he, and he, and he, and he goes to Jesse, okay, bring him, bring him, that, that boy there, that's him. You know, because Jesse brought the tallest one. I ain't, not, I ain't got no complex, ain't nothing wrong. I like tall people. I'm, I'm just preaching the gospel. Everybody say God bless. Tall people. Amen. They got a position in this earth. They, there's a purpose and a reason. Amen. Just like it is for short people. Where is God? All right. Now, now l- l- listen. Listen to this. The Lord said, uh-uh, that ain't him. Oh, okay. Give me the next one. Nah, that ain't him. Uh, we running out. He, he, when God starts using you to make appointments, he's expecting you to develop in your sight to see as he sees. The problem with this office that I walk in is that everybody wants to be in it without understanding what it's like to walk with it. Samuel stood there as a kid and watched God talk to him about Eli and the demise of his house and his children. You see how real God is. When you walk in this office, if you're honest and integral in it, Every day that you appear to him, your weakness is revealed again. It's impossible for it not to happen. Because when you approach the glory, everything wrong about you gets exposed. And the only way you understand love is his uncanny ability to still reach you while his glory is exposing your failure. And let him touch you with his love and gather you in. And you can handle his presence, which would kill anybody and anything else, because love is the great protector. See, people misunderstand and just think it's about foretelling, foreseeing. I asked the Lord the other day, when he says, you're free now. I want to use you all over there. All right? What if I want to quit? Not an option. Not in the car, son. Too much invested. Well, how about if I tell you every sin I did? What is that going to do? I know it. Well, oh, I went through all that, all kinds of ways. I figured we could get this. When you're ambitious for this status, you've never been through anything. One taste of the making 
will transform you. Right there. Back to the site. Samuel, man looks on the outward appearance. And that taught me everything I needed to know about working with God. You could have 20,000 people follow you. That doesn't make you the man. They could all be looking on the outside and just there because the crowd's there. Well, that's what he told Samuel. But I look on the heart. Brother William, I wish we could belong to heroes don't come out of crowds. They're often obscure, hidden. They've quit something and nobody wants it. There are often people that can't see anything out of themselves. No possibilities. I shook y'all up because I said they don't come out of crowds. Well, they don't. The crowd is in the stands. The team is on the field. You didn't catch that. Each team only puts 11 people on that field at one time. There could be 101,000 people. Doesn't make that team good. You find that out as soon as you buy your ticket or you buy direct TV football package and watch your team get their brains beat out. I'm preaching good. You say, they're awful. But it did not stop millions from buying into seeing them. You get into Revelation. Heroes don't come out of crowds. They are made. They're made. Eleven boys and a coach are heroes today. All because you have to know their history. They all are of different nationalities and weren't accepted with full citizenship in Thailand. So they became part of a soccer team of offshoots. Everyone was welcome. Other kids could get into school where soccer was a mandatory class, but these kids didn't have any school. It took them years as the wild boars soccer team to learn how to win while they were laughed at and talked about. Some of them had to ride their bike 30 miles plus one way for practice. Practice and then ride it back. There's something special being made out of this team. Real prophets are made by prophets, not the school of prophets.
I've always marveled that Elisha is running with Elijah and the school of prophets are all outside. Did you know your master is going to be with God today? Those boys were so airtight, they could predict when Jesus was calling somebody home. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm running with it. And the Lord taught me years ago, it never dawned on them that Elisha was the only one in the right position. I never chose one of them out of the school to follow Elijah. I went and found somebody who was obscure, lost in work, nobody to encourage them. And I took the son of Shaphat. Elisha and told him to serve. He was so into serving and so happy that it was a great honor for him to wash the feet of Elijah. The school of prophets were too busy having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can catch it. Living in a beautiful campus. Dorm rooms all set. Come on now. All for nothing. Except for the status to say, I finished. No work, no assignment, no use. I finished. For what? God can't use me, but I was a part of the class of such and such of the School of Prophets. I'm going to say something tonight that's going to bless you. For all you preachers, and there's a good many of you in the house, ain't no chain going to do it even if it's real gold. It doesn't make you more anointed. Neither does the robe. I, I'm, I'm not against all that. I, I've been thinking uh, about getting me a gold. A little something, something. But that doesn't make you anointed, see. Yeah, and because you belong to the group. When you walk in, doesn't make you anointed. Jesus said, This kind, dealing with these demons, only comes out through fasting and praying. I think I'm helping somebody. Back to the cave. He's running. Because at the end of the selection process, Samuel says, Jesse, don't you have any more sons? Because God hasn't said yes to any of these. This is, bring us up to today. Jesse, I like the way your boys look. Y'all good people. I'm going to make them all king. You see the difference? Samuel was great because he had the, the honor, the gall, the integrity not to say yes when God hasn't said yes. You don't want a leader that is so into you that they will make you what you're not and give you a false anointing and send you out to the wrong battle. 
You never win in battles you fight in that you weren't assigned to fight in. Hallelujah. So he says, yeah, I got this one. He keeps the sheep. So Jesse wasn't spiritual. When I come back Sunday, I have an assignment from the Holy Ghost to teach you how not to mismanage the visions and dreams of your children. And you say, well, I don't need that. Yeah, you do. I looked at this church and I know just where it is. You don't, but I do. We keep waiting on the big poof. It's the systematic putting together of a body where the Lord will take the young ones as he did some Sundays ago and he'll touch them. They're his. The enemy will never get them. I promise you, He'll never get me. No, I know because those that came in as young children and teenagers earlier are now leaders. You and I have to be content to keep laying that thing out for them to become great. They bring David out. The Bible says he's short. And so I asked, well, what's the deal on that? <laughs> Why do you have to say all that? Now we come to Jesus. Oh, he's not comely that anyone should look upon him. David, because he's short. <laughs> because in my mind, let's just keep it even all the way. David comes up and they say he's ruddy. He's, he's dark-skinned. And it says he's handsome. Now we're getting warmer. We're getting there now. now. Now we're working with some things. We got something to work with now. All right? And the Lord said, that's him. Now, I don't know the exact time frame, Elder, but I believe that the Lord selected him because of his fight. His willingness to arise to the occasion. A lion and a bear come after the sheep. He says, but the Lord was with me. So God likes it when you recognize that it's his greatness working in you. Oh, he loves that. When you think it's just you. So, yeah. Ooh, boy. He says, and he got into the mouth of the lion, and I went in and got the sheep out. That says so much to me. Because he doesn't defeat Goliath with brute strength. He doesn't win any of his battles with brute strength. Something happens in his transforming when he agrees with God. 
the Lord gathers with him. Somehow he had power to reach into the lion's mouth and open it and take the lamb out. I, I need somebody running with me that's so close to God that they have this ability to team up with him and they become a force that isn't to be reckoned with and can destroy my enemies. Well, I guess that's what the angels do. Are uh, not they all sent? They're sent for you. Not to be with you. For you. They're going to be with you, but understand what I'm preaching to you tonight. If you're average, go now. That's what all you're going to ever be. Because by now you're already showing it. I can't make this. I can't do that. I can't make this. I can't do that. I can't rescue. I can't be made. I can't get into position to rescue nobody because of this, 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 this. When are you going to become the hero? When Carrington had an epileptic seizure. Something came over me. The Lord. I didn't have to think, what shall I do? What will make me great? What did brother so-and-so do? Because I want to look like him. I went with authentic purpose. Cut it out! That's how I hollered out. I said, come out of that now. That's not going to be on your life. And I stood up. A girl stepped out of that thing just like this. Stood straight and said, yes, sir, daddy. And she started crying. I said, don't cry. Don't cry about it. Yes, sir. First of a theme that came from the kingdom, and all the humans are upset about how I talk to her. You're a mean daddy. But I got it free. And I taught her how to do battle. And I watched her in action. She thought she saw something one night. And I watched that girl say, oh no, in the name of Jesus. And I said, Lord, we done created a monster. And he said, that's one of the good monsters. This isn't pretension. It's authentic. Your authority has to be real. Has to be authentic. You, you got to prepare yourself through fasting, through praying, through taking in a word to see into the invisible realm. Even if you never have, start believing and speaking that you will. The word says that you are spiritual. You're to worship him how? Say it again. Say it one more time. In spirit and in truth. 
And the truth is you're more powerful spiritually than you are naturally or temporary. The scripture can't lie. That's why you only get so many years here. But eternal life gives you eternal life. You're the hero now. You came here to be a hero. I'm going to spend the rest of my life making heroes, making leaders, seeing folks filled up. See, okay, well, if I've got this anointing, see, see if the Lord says, okay, well, lay hands on them. I want them to receive the baptism of the Spirit. Then we're going to do that, see. Take your giftings and accept them and become great with them. You think you're good meeting people and talking and counseling? Then get great. You are the best pianist. No, not just because I say it, because it is so, and that's why I say it. You, 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 you get it? When I say songbird, you are a psalmist and a soloist. You got to get into believing it because I'm not saying it to be for you to become that. I'm saying it because you are that. I know my camp. When God sends you to me, he sent you to me for something great to break out. Tracy, I told you the first day we ever met that God was going to take you somewhere straight to the top in the kingdom. And if you don't go there, it's because you heard somebody else. Because I told you what I know, what I saw. When you know it, you start shaping your life around it. Fear will make you shape your life around somebody else's system. Satan is the prince of this world, but he's still the loser. I'm preaching from the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of truth. You take him in a room with you and he can identify what is real and what is not. What is truth and what is falsehood. And by the way, elder, it doesn't remove weakness from you. Oh. Somewhere in there, do not become perfect, you already are. Wow, but the Father was in the Son reconciling humanity back to himself. They didn't need you. How's he going to curse the soil, which you are made from as an earth suit, and then rely on you to overcome that curse? He with the lamb they did a lot together. They 
set you up before the foundation of the world. That's why he told the disciples, don't rejoice in the authority that you've recognized. Rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is before there is any death, burial, or resurrection. Why? Because before the foundation of the world, this was all worked out. You were buried with him and you rose with him. And you are seated in him now, now in heavenly places. You don't know what heaven looked like. Actually, I do. It just hasn't come as revelation to me yet because I'm already there. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Todd J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.